If if I had an African name, like what would mine be? No <laughs> one. If you had an African name, I'd have to. I would probably call you uh, Mr. Mr. Charming Runner Singer. I think Charming. I think that's probably Mr. Charming Runner Singer. I think it's pretty accurate <laughs> as to your persona. <laughs> Charming Charming Runner Singer. I can I can get behind that. Hello, hello to all our beautiful cricket lovers out there. It is I, once again, Hasith, and alongside me I've got my most gracious co-host, Mr. Nuan Ranasinghe. How are you, buddy? I am fantastic, Hasith. I've had a pretty good week. Uh, pre-season training has started at my local club, and uh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, my bowling is a little bit, needs a bit of work, my off-spin needs a bit of work, <laughs> um, but I had, a pretty so- I had a pretty solid batting sesh. I, I didn't get dismissed, I just played pretty watchfully, but last couple of overs, uh, well, last couple of balls in my in my hit out, I had a, you know, had, had a bit of a crack at some of the ones. Had a slash? Uh, yeah, and... You pull no, it off? Feels good. It feels good. It felt good. We were just uh, training... Um, you know, indoors, but um, no, it was mm-hmm. good, and I got a brand new grip for my bat as well, so, um, you know, the good nice. old octopus, the good old rubber octopus grip. Um, oh, you opted for the octopus? Yeah, yeah, it, it's, pink, the clock. it's pink, oh, though. It's pink, though, so, you know, I don't mind, I don't mind, spice, spice it up a little bit, but, uh, no, definitely. hopefully uh, a few more runs this season, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm keen to chat cricket as always, and there's always plenty to talk about, so, uh, yeah, take it away. You're right, Nuan. There's a lot of cricket. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it seems to be on trend as of late. Yeah. Just want to sort of preface the episode by saying there's a there's literally too much cricket to talk about week in and week out. So yeah, Nuan and I try our best to sort of pinpoint a few points that uh, that resonate yeah. with us, things that we might mm-hmm. think are important, etc. Um, yes. So if we do happen to miss something that you might think is important, definitely send us a message um, yeah. and let us know. Um, but alas, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get stuck right into it. Very, yes. very monumental game tonight, Nuan. Um, obviously, we're recording on a Sunday. Yes. Australian Eastern Standard Time, um, 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah. over here. Yeah. The Women's Commonwealth Game Final, right? Yeah. Yeah. Monumental game for a multitude mm. of reasons. Mm. I'm not so surprised, but the, fi- the finalists are actually Australia and India. Yes. What do you think? Obviously, the games are playing in England. Are you surprised that yes. England didn't make the, make the finals? or English women's cricket surprisingly has not received the same sort of backing and support that it did in its early days and mm-hmm. i mean look they made it to the semi-finals um against new zealand but english women's cricket is, is just missing a little spark bit of a spark at the moment but i think the hot topic mm-hmm. right now is uh this amazing indian women's cricket team and obviously the the evergreen the ever the ever high achieving australian women's team who <laughs> as you as you rightly mentioned are playing for the gold medal tonight in the Commonwealth Games uh, women's cricket competition. So, um, yeah, I'm actually really keen for that. I'm actually honestly really keen for this matchup. Mm-hmm. Both India, the Indian women's team and Australian women's team are, are fiercely competitive countries when it comes to cricket. Um, they often meet each other in a lot of these global tournaments. So, in the 2020 uh, T20 World Cup final, it was India and Australia once again. Even in the test arena, the Indian ladies are really stepping up. Um, and, Correct. You know, you're a big fan of uh, Smriti Mandana, I know. I love, I love Smriti Mandana. I, I adore her. Um, she <laughs> is so good to watch when she bats. Yeah. Um, I do yeah. want to ask you, Nuan, because obviously you and I have been, been keeping tabs as of late. Yes. Of how the, I guess, sort of the, the games have been tying up um, within the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. just want to ask you, for a couple of players, 
that you are actually looking forward to a couple of dynamite players. We'll go one yeah. one play from each side. Yeah. Who are your two players that you might think are, I guess, sort of like um, the X Factor plays leading up to today's yeah. game? Uh, yeah, look, yeah, awesome question. Um, I'm really excited to see how this young lady performs tonight. She hails from uh, Haryana State in India. This is the young uh, Shafali Verma. She's only mm-hmm. 18 years old. And this girl is like, she's a very, very strong uh, batter. You know, she's a she's a bit of a T20 specialist. I, I read about her. I've seen a few videos and interviews. And she uh, she models her batting style very similar to, to Verenda Sewag, right? Mm-hmm. So um, this young lady is, uh, she can be like a real threat for Australia in the sense that if you allow her to get a start, she often gets on with it and... Um, you know she will you know she will hit that quick 50 or 60 or 70 even and suddenly india's in the in the box office seat right so uh mm-hmm. i'm excited to to see how she performs really talented young uh, young batter she's she's quite short but she's a very she's a very powerful girl you she's know very 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 strong she's indeed. a really yeah she's a really strong lady mm. so yeah she'll be like a she'll be like that sort of wild card for india like she, if she has a good day then india could easily make like a, a 180 plus score in the final mm-hmm. um and for our listeners out there yeah so the commonwealth games uh women's cricket competition is a 2020 competition 2020 cricket competition so um you know a lot of high action cricket but uh it is great to actually see uh women's cricket being played in the commonwealth games i think this is the first time that women's cricket has been played in the commonwealth games um the last time cricket even made an appearance uh, at this competition uh, was back in 1998 and that was a men's competition as well so these are sort of very uh you know uh how do i say like big wins you know new frontiers for the sport yeah mm. new, new frontiers for the for the women's game and the game as a whole so i'm um, really really excited uh, what about you hasid who, who are you looking forward to seeing tonight yeah, in all action from the indian side uh, surprise surprise my girl sridhi mandana is the one that i'm looking <laughs> keeping a keen eye on um yes absolutely oh she's just a delight to watch um I, yeah i will touch on the uh, the semi-final that they so obviously india played uh england um india won yeah. by four runs in that game sridhi yeah. mandana opening the batting 61 yeah. of 32 eight fours three sixes strike rate of 190.6 absolute yeah, well. weapon um really set yes. up the team for um you know a monumental victory um and she's actually yes. been playing quite well this entire tournament Mm-mm-mm. so her for me um, not as explosive. I mean, that that is an explosive game, 61 of 32. But I would say yeah. she's a little bit more reliable than someone like Shafali Verma. Shafali Verma will tee off from the first ball um, if yes. she wants to, and she'll do it without any kind of fear. Smriti yeah. is a little bit more calculated, and she tends to yeah. sort of uh, strike once she's got her eye, eye in, in terms of like really, yeah. really aggressive shots. So that's, yeah. that for me is probably my, my pick for the Indian players. Um, yeah, right. I'm going to take the reins now and talk about my player, the player to watch out for in the Australian team, new one. Um, yes. New up-and-comer. I've not seen too much of her. Yeah. Young woman by the name of Tali McGrath. Um, yeah, right. Now, she has absolutely dominated as of late. I do want to yeah. touch on um, a game that Australia played against Pakistan um, yeah. within this tournament, so recently. In that game, yeah. uh, batting at number four, Tali McGrath, 78 off 51, not out, mind yep. you. 10 yep. fours, 1-6, strike rate of 152. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously that in itself is extremely, uh, extremely impressive. Uh, but yeah. to follow that up with the ball as well, Tali McGrath, three overs, one maiden, three wickets for 13 runs. Wow. Right? Did you? So she's Sorry, taken three for 13. 
and in 78 wow. not out as well in the same game um sorry to, sorry to cut you off there did you say she bowled mm. a maiden over in a 2020 game <laughs> that is i didn't even think that was the tab that would be like available on the scorecard but here we are a maiden that's, yes that's uh that is phenomenal bowling <laughs> um that is that is like very Josh, Josh Hazelwood stats. Um, no, but <laughs> very tidy indeed. Very tidy. Um, but the yeah. batting, yeah, well, she seems like the ultimate all-rounder, really. It's what you really want. I mean, I'm looking at She's her a... numbers. I'm looking at Tali's mm. numbers now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she averages 32 with the bat. Well, <laughs> funnily enough, okay, here's, here's something that's a bit... Well, it's, it's T20, right? Right mm-hmm. now, her batting average in T20 internationals is 124.33. Wow. <laughs> No doubt that 78 not out helped, but... <laughs> well, she's got a 91. She's got a 91 not out from some other game. Really? But, but uh, if your batting, batting average is 124 in T20s, I think, you know, there's not many people that are going to, um, you know, question you. Safe to say not many people are getting you out as well. That's, I think that's the main thing. To hey, I'll day. tell you what, man. Talia McGrath is like the ultimate T20 cricketer. Okay, so get this. So her, her, <laughs> Okay, her, let's hear it. Her T20 international batting average is 124. Goodness me. And... Um, Mm-hmm. And her bowling average is in T twenties is eleven point six six. Wow, like, dude, this this lady is like three Krieger players in one. <laughs> All right, in one. Okay, you know what? Stop drooling over my selected player. <laughs> Who's your pick <laughs> of the Australian side? <laughs> the Australians, yes. I have been a big fan of uh, Alana King, mm-hmm. young leg spin bowler uh, from. Uh, I think she comes from, like, I think she comes from Perth. I think she was born in Perth. No, she plays right, for I'm Perth. She sure. plays. She plays for Perth. Um, okay. I think she's played for a lot of. I think she's a Victorian. Um, she's cool. Um, but yeah, sure. young leg spinner man. She had a fantastic game against Barbados. This was like Alana King in full flow. I mean, if the great Shane Warne was here, he would have been so proud. Mm. But I think in that, in that game, she took like four for eight. She got four wickets for eight runs. Mm. Absolutely derailed Barbados, and the Barbados ladies were all out for sixty-four. <laughs> <laughs> right, in their 20 overs, I think she, so, I think yeah. she um she actually had a hat trick opportunity as well that game. Yes, um, not only like a genuine opportunity, like mm. Nick to first slip, yeah, juggled and dropped, which is yeah. disappointing. Like I, I I love watching a, a good spinner in action. Um, I think there's nothing mm-hmm. more for me. There is nothing more enjoyable in cricket than watching a good spin bowler just weave their magic. I, I could. Like, I could watch Ravi Ashwin bowl maiden after maiden. I could watch Nathan Lyon bowl, like, five maidens in a row. You know, I could watch Prabhath Jai Surya bowl, like, five overs for zero runs, and I'd be enthralled with every ball. And Alana <laughs> King is in that sort of same, you know, sphere in the women's game. Like, she's got amazing control when she bowls that spin. And she's got a good yes. temperament. Like, she might get hit for a six, but she doesn't care. She's like, mm. oh, well, I'll just get her out the next ball, right? She's got a very right. positive... Very positive way of playing cricket. I think in men's cricket, I find that you know, if a guy if if you get hit for six, you get stressed out, you get worried. You're like, oh no, they're gonna they're gonna hit me again. Mm. But you know, as a spinner, you got to realize that if a batsman's actually hitting you for six, right? Provided you're you're a smart spinner, of course. But if a batsman's whacking you for six, like that should actually make you feel a bit more hopeful. You're like, okay, well, I actually have a better chance of getting this person out because they want to attack me. So there's a big yeah. I mean, that's, that's an interesting, interesting way of looking at things. I- yeah, yeah. And so Alana King, when I watch her bowl, she's like she's that kind of cricket player, very positive, very athletic. You know, she. It's obvious that she's been working a lot on her spin bowling. Her control is I- incredible. She's got a good googly. She's very deceptive, flights it well. But she's she's my pick for for the Australians uh, tonight in this uh, gold medal match. 
Mm, that's what I really like. What are your pre- yeah. What are your predictions? Who do you think is going to come out on top? Oh, man, all things a, considered, far out. This is that's a good question. And the thing is, it's really hard for me to say because both the Indian women's and Australian women's are like the top tier, you know, teams in women's cricket at the moment. Yeah. I'm just gonna say. I mean, based on history alone, I'm gonna have to say Australia will prevail. Okay. Given given that in the Commonwealth Games as a whole, Australia is dominating the medal tally. Okay. I mean, that's a. I don't know if that really translates over to this game, but um, <laughs> that's yeah, a point I mean, that you're gonna consider. It's not like it's not like it's not like the the gold medal like energy is gonna like transpire to the, to yeah, the team. Like... But, but like you know, historically as a whole, Australia always dominates the the, yeah, uh, the Commonwealth so. Games like Australia is like America in the Olympics um in, in the Com Games you know like they just they just take out everything that's true but you know I think India will get a proper good fight mm-hmm. the the issue with Indian women's is that like I have noticed that when it comes to the big big stage tournaments they just crack they really they just really fold under pressure like I don't know if you remember the 2020 uh Women's World Cup final it was such a one sided game like the Indian mm. the Indian the Indian girls just got stage fright. They're like, oh no, we can't, we can't do, we can't do anything. But they have gun players, so they do. I, I do, I do feel like Australia will prevail, but okay, it would be nice to yeah, an, an Indian upset would always be pretty cool too. But for me, it's Australia. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the other side like I always do with you, one. <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, I am a massive fan of Indian Indian women cricket. Yeah. So I'm hundred percent backing the Indians. Yeah, nice. Like I said, Smriti Mandana. They've just got a lot of, lot of like really talented players. Not that yeah. Australia don't, but I think yeah. Australian players they've relied on a few clutch performances from these yeah. guys. I think overall, the Indian players have played with a bit more, uh, I guess, sort of, um, a bit, bit more control. I yeah. guess like each player has, has uh, taken it upon themselves. So, yeah. quietly, I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, Australia pull up on top, but yes. I am. I'm very hopeful that India India get it over tonight. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, they 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 definitely have the capacity too. They have the skills. They have the talent. Um, it's just a, you know, as we as we both know, cricket is ultimately a mental game, right? So, I, I'm just looking based on history, and India has mm-hmm. the Indian Indian ladies have always gotten a bit too nervous in finals. It's not that they're yeah. like t- they're not. It's not that they're terrible cricketers, but they just play so poorly in finals. And yeah, um, right. you know, and to to win a gold medal in a com in a com- <coughs> games that doesn't happen often, right? So the of course there's more uh, you know pressure um, in that regards. But but no, look, um, I, I think Australia will take it home. I, I firmly believe that. But we'll see. You we'll firmly see, believe we'll see, that. We'll see what happens in the next Ooh, podcast. Episode we will have to we talk have about chat. this next week. Then Nuan. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, good stuff. Good stuff. Cool. So you know what? Um, I think that's quite enough chit chat about women's cricket. Let's yes. uh, let's go back to. Our bread and butter, men's cricket. Yeah. yeah. There is a game that I want to talk about. Um, yeah. A quite recent game uh, against, uh, with Bangladesh and Zimbabwe. Now, yeah. we've spoken about this uh, this series previously as well. Yes. Uh, and this one player seems to be coming up again and again. Yeah, right. I'm talking about none other than Mr. Sikanda Raza. Ah, yes. Uh, who, who hit 135 not out mm. of 109 balls. Yeah. Um, and uh, they hit 307, which is a very, very commendable total. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Bangladesh actually scored 303. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it was quite tight. But uh, yeah. this bloke here, he's been around the game for a, for a little while. He's 36 yeah. years of age, and it looks like he's finding another purple patch here. Yeah. Um, it, it's really interesting because he's technically an all-rounder. He's, he's like a middle-order batsman. Yeah. And obviously, like, for him to hit 135, mm. it means the top order didn't really perform too well. Yeah. You know, but uh, 
what are your thoughts on, uh, on I guess, sort of Sikandra and Zimbabwe cricket as a whole? Because it looks like they're playing a lot, a better higher, uh, like, a, like yeah. a higher quality standard of cricket yeah. as of late. No one. Let, yeah, let me tell you something about Sikandar Raza, right? This bloke has been around for a long time. And I remember watching him play in the 2007 World Cup. So he would have been like, what, 22, 21 back then? Early 20s, yeah. And even back then, like, he was seen as like a bit of like a the future of Zimbabwe cricket, right? Right. Sikandar Raza's story is a very interesting one because this guy had no intention of playing cricket ever, right? He actually wanted to be a fighter pilot. And uh, he, was, he was actually born in Pakistan and lived most of his life in Pakistan as well. Really? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he wanted to be a fighter, pli- he wanted to be a fighter pilot. Uh, so, you know, he went to like Air Force College and, you know, he played, he played cricket for fun, basically. But, uh, you know, his parents had Zimbabwean uh, citizenship, I think, because his parents had lived in Zimbabwe since like 2002. And so, um, you know, he was sort of dominating the, the first class competition there. And uh, he, you know, he made, his, he made his name playing for Zimbabwe. But, you know, this, this purple patch of this improvement in, Zimbabwe, in Zimbabwean cricket is, is pleasing. Because once mm-hmm. upon a time, a long, long time ago, before you and I were born, um, well, even, even, <laughs> well, even, when, even when you and I were like infants or babies, um, Zimbabwe was a very, very uh, competitive and mm. uh, a very strong team in the international circuit. They even played test matches at one point, Hasid. Um, they, yeah. they, were, they, were, they were granted test match status in 1992. And, um, you know, they weren't obviously the best team. They weren't like, you know, Australia, of course, but they were competitive. They had some amazing players like the, the Flower brothers. There was Andy Flower, Gra- uh, Grant Flower. They had, the, they had the likes of Henry Olonga. They had the likes of uh, Heat Streak and Brendan Taylor. Uh, uh, Brendan Taylor. Yeah, remember mm. that guy? Yeah, he was pretty good too. He was a he was a weapon. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. good player. And unfortunately, you know, due to a lot of political instability, and and you know, when Robert Mugabe uh, became the 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 you know president of Zimbabwe, he ruined the economy, and um, there was a lot of like you know he there was a lot of uh, you know white supremacy, a lot of racial tensions in Zimbabwe, and that and that caused Zimbabwean cricket to just like fall off a cliff. And they've been really average for a long time. I think after 2005, they, they were just like not heard of. Um, it was really sad. A bit of a yeah, slump, yeah. yeah. So, mm. so that's the story of Zimbabwe and cricket. But, but to see where they are now is, is really, really good to see. I think they, they defeated Bangladesh by, with, with like eight wickets in hand. So Sikanda had a, had a great day out. <laughs> mm. so, I think, yeah. yeah. I think no, Zimbabwe won by five wickets, technically. But uh, yeah, very, very good. Very, very good match. Um, and, you know, we talk about Sikandar Raza. I'm just looking at the scorecard. Yeah. Another player up here who I've not heard too much of. <laughs> Quite an interesting name, no oh, one. Really? Uh, Mr. Innocent Kaya, 110 of 122 balls coming first drop. I mean, we can talk about his this score, but I'd much prefer to talk about his name just quickly because I've not heard of him I'll before. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> okay, people from African nations, they, they I, don't know, I don't know what it is. They just pick like some adjective in the dictionary and they're like, yes, that would be his name. Innocent Innocent Kaya. This is my yeah. son. <laughs> Innocent Kaya. There's a few others that come up in my mind. There's um there's there's Blessing Muzarabani. <laughs> there was uh I think there was um there's a few others that come to my mind. But yeah, Innocent Blessing. There was Faith. There was Hope. There was there's a <laughs> there's a whole bunch of these very uh very obscure <laughs> names. But all the emotions. Yeah, I was just I was just you know I was just thinking to myself, Hasid, like you know if if I had an African name, like what would mine be? <laughs> no one. If you had an African name. Um, I'd have to, 
<laughs> I would probably call you uh, Mr. Mr. Charming Runner Singer. I think Charming. I think that's probably Mr. Charming Runner Singer. I think it's pretty accurate <laughs> as to your persona. <laughs> Charming. Charming runner singer, I can I can get behind that. Mr. Charming runner Gosh, singer. I'd have to. Well, you're you're built like a you're built like a Greek god, so I'd call you Hercules or Hercules Pyrrhus <laughs> or even Hero Pyrrhus. Because uh, oh my goodness, I've seen I've seen your <laughs> antics, and uh, yeah, certainly that would uh, that would be that would be quite matching. But uh, all names aside, you know, innocent uh, has certainly been guilty uh, of being a matroning batsman. <laughs> You need to stop. Yeah, you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got a quick story for you. Right? A quick story. Like this is this is not uh-huh. cricket related, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I was watching the mm. Olympic Games a couple of years ago, and there was like a there was like a the women's four by hundred meter uh, relay final. There was a team from Nigeria, right? Uh-huh. So, so the Nigerian uh-huh. Nigerian four by hundred meter relay women's team, and the names were Hope, Faith, Guidance, and the last girl. Her name was Excellence. Can you believe that? You're joking. I'm not, no, no joke. Are you no joking? Joke. The last girl. Really? The last girl. Her name was Excellence. Like, her name was like... Just give them the gold medal. Literally. Like, do we even need to have a race at that point? How, yeah. can, how can you beat that? Yeah, like the Justice like, League of like the yeah. dictionary. You can't beat yeah. <laughs> And she was the slowest. Like <laughs> the, the Oxford champions, man. You can't. You cannot compete with that. Dude, how, do you, how do you live your life with the name like Excellence? Like, like straight... As soon as you're born, yeah. like your parents are already expecting the best of you. Literally, yeah. Oh man, but um, but no. I don't know if I like that. That's too much but pressure. No, I think it's I think it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful way to like name your kids. Like just pick out an adjective in yeah. the dictionary that that sounds alright and <laughs> and go with that. You know. Um, I think. Uh, and your kid will always be a failure if they don't live up to their adjective name. Yeah, well, I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine like that? <laughs> oh gosh, and guidance. What a name, yeah. guidance. My name is guidance. Exactly. Know, like, like you don't need Google Maps, you need guidance. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you did, okay, that's that's quite enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're going on a very, very, very comedic tangent. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know one thing that I did want to just just touching on this game, Noah. Yeah. Do you want to speak about something really quickly? Yeah. Right. There's something that stood out to me, and I did want to speak about this last episode. Yeah. So Bangladesh cricket, right? Yes. They are in a pretty, I guess, sort of pivotal place at the moment, right? The T20 World Cup is coming up in just a short few months in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, one prolific player has actually opted to retire, I would say quite prematurely, seeing that he's still playing ODI cricket and also still playing test cricket. Yeah. Mr. Tamim Iqbal. Oh, goodness me. Now, this man here is an absolute weapon with the bat. 33 years of age, Mm. right? Mm. Um, reigning from Chittagong, mm. right? He is an incredibly, incredibly expansive and aggressive batsman yeah. who is, I would say, well suited, very well suited to the T20 format of cricket, and he's opted to retire. Yeah. Now, the the reason why I say it's very interesting, and I, for me, it's a little bit disappointing, because mm. typically when you have players that have played for such a long period of time like he has, mm. you, there is a little bit of like a um, bit of an onus on you to look after the national side yeah. in any given format, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, what Tamim's actually done is he's put the he's put a lot of pressure on the Bangladeshi cricket board to find another suitable opening batsman, which are very hard to come by. Yes, I'm sure they can put a player in there, but someone as good as Tamim, you know, to to play with like less than a couple of months of prep, like uh, you know, like three or four months of prep, yeah, not easy at all. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Yeah. On the other hand, yeah. right, and this is something. Um, well, the flip side of the coin, I guess, mm. and this is also very like um, it's a good discussion point. I would say yeah. I'm talking about a uh, 
a certain DK, right? Ah, yes. <laughs> I'm not talking about, uh, you know, Donkey Kong or the Drift King, <laughs> right? I wonder if you know Nuan that I'm talking about Mr. Dinesh Kartik from India. Oh, Mr. Dinesh <laughs> right? Kartik, wow. That bloke has that right. bloke has had like five different career changes, man. Like, mm. that's probably the most fashionable Indian cricketer I've ever seen as well. Like, his fashion style is like out of this world. He's, he was like a commentator. Yeah. He was a com- he was a career commentator. Then he retired, and then he came back. And then he retired, and I don't know what he's doing. But um, but yeah, it's it's interesting, yeah. right? As, as, like you said, as soon as one bloke leaves, another bloke returns. I think offline we chatted, and you mentioned Avi de Villiers as well. Um, when he retired, and mm-hmm. he spoke to South African cricket, and I was like, oh look, if you guys need if you guys need a you know a bloke to fill in, <laughs> I'll come back, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. I mean, this is the point though, mm-hmm. Nuan, right? And this is this is something that I think is extremely extremely like um, in- interesting, right? Yeah. So someone like Dinesh Kartik, yeah, who who did actually retire, and he also commentated in England, yeah. right? And then. He retired from the international space. He played IPL. Yep. He played a couple of good games. He strung together a few very, very, you know, um, electric innings yeah. towards the end of the season. Mm. Nothing close to Joss Butler. He wasn't hitting hundreds. Mind you, he comes in, you know, middle lower. Mm. But he hit a 40 off like 17 balls. He did that like three or four times. Mm. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Does that herald an invitation to come back into the international side and not just any, any international side, the Indian international T20 side yep. before the World Cup at 37 years of age. Is that okay? Yeah. From like, I guess sort of even himself, because as you know, only 11 players can play mm. and a country as prolific with T20 cricket as India. Yep. You have so many like strapping young blokes yeah. that are raring to yep. go. You're going to get a bloke that's retired like exactly yeah, yeah but you've got other players right you're taking the position of some other player at 37 years yeah. of age for what right yeah and this is india mind mm. you and dinesh kartik let's be real he you can't hold a bar to him against ab de villiers as good oh, a player no as way. he is yeah. ab de villiers is on another yeah, level yeah, yeah. south africa cricket in terms of t20 are not as powerful as no. india yet sat the south african cricket board did not allow for ab de villiers to come yep. back into the side after he retired yeah. yet dinesh kartik has been invited back I don't know if I agree yeah. with that. It's pretty controversial. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts, man. I, um, what do you think? Look, I, I don't really agree. I, I, I'm with you there. I don't really agree. And this is this is this is um, this is symptomatic of a lot of South Asian uh, sort of cultures that that permeate within within cricket. There, like you know, do you remember a time where Sanjay mm. Surya was still playing for Sri Lanka and he was like 39? He did spring to mind. You know? Yes. Yep. So like this is like a problem that has existed within like subcontinental cricket cultures, like even Inzamam Ulhak was like well past his prime <clears throat> playing for Pakistan and uh, mm-hmm. it, it comes to like a bit of a, like an over overzealous respect for these players like I get it you know they were legends and whatnot but when their time's up their time's up man like when they've when they've done correct when they've done what they need to do like just give it to someone else you know we saw that with Australia yeah we saw that with Australia how, how ruthless was Australia when when Ponting uh, kept saying no no I'm still good I can still play you know I'm still fit and he was like getting like yeah. old for like a duck um, from Jack Callis and all these guys, right? And then Australia was. And then Australia was. <laughs> that's like, not. And then, that's not the worst thing, man. Jack is. Oh good. yeah, no. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, in, in within within Australia within the Australian cricket setup, like the culture is that you know once you've done your time, like like move on, like you know you've you've we accept that you're a legend now now bow out gracefully, you know, and then if you keep trying to just yeah. like you know play just cause, it's not a good look on your career. And and Ponting was just immediately shafted. So like. You know, Krieger Stella was like, look, Ponting, we accept you as a legend, but we can't keep having you play and, like, deny some young kid from making a name for themselves, right? So, so you know, Ponting yeah. did that. And, yeah, I, I don't really agree with having Dinesh Karthik in the T20 side of India. I think, look, as, as good as he, he can be at times, 
that 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 position should go to a younger bloke. Um, Rishabh Pant is the mm-hmm. bloke that comes to my mind. Um, he's also a wicketkeeper, mm-hmm. outrageously talented young batsman. Yeah, the the inclusion of Dinesh Karthik is is one that baffles me. Mm. I, I don't I don't see why he needs to be there at all. Sure, he might be a senior player and he's got the numbers and stuff, but but this is a, this is a World Cup. Does he does he have the numbers though? This is the thing. Like he, like you're talking about players like Jai Surya yeah. and uh, and Ricky Ponting, yeah. right? Hugely prolific players. Yeah. Would you put Dinesh Karthik in the same bracket? I certainly no, would no, not. No. What, what I'm saying is, De Villiers. I, yeah, no, I, I'm not looking at his numbers over a length of time, mm. but uh, maybe in the last, I'm, I, haven't, I haven't kept, a, I haven't kept a close eye on Dinesh Karthik's uh, career, so I'll, I do apologize okay. if I've uh, made an error there. But he must look. What I'm saying is, he must have performed well within the last couple of years, right? He must have been performing to warrant this bizarre selection back into the Indian team, uh, right? So, like, perhaps his numbers overall are pretty mediocre. Yeah, like you know, Jayasuri and Abhi Davila's Ponting. These guys have been legends for for a long, long time. But mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. That's that's my that's my guess as to why he's being allowed to play for India at 37 years old. Yeah, but no, yeah. I mean the thing is right. He ha- he had like a string of fairly decent knocks, yeah. right? Like a few like. You know, he only batted like 15, 20, 25 balls, and he'd hit like a fifty or yeah, a sixty. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's very, very yeah. good. But all things considered, yeah. uh, for him to make a second push at this point yeah. in time, you know, um, with the World Cup around the corner, I think the Australian, the Indian cricket would have like some kind of duty of care for upcoming yes, players, yes, right? Yes. You're because that's yeah. the thing. I mean, I think one one point that I do want to make as well, just yeah. quickly, is you on you know like a player like Sangakara, yeah. mm. right? Twenty fifteen World Cup had the absolute run of his yeah. life, yeah. right? I think he set a record at that point in time with his four international yeah, hundreds in a row. <laughs> and what did he do? He retired promptly yes. after that and he continued to dominate county yeah, yeah, cricket yeah. in a big, big way. And it, he, it almost looked like cricket got easier yes. for him after that retirement for a period yeah, of time, yeah. right? But that's what him as a player did. He, he wanted to retire and he made this known that he wanted to let the new you know, generation of cricketers yeah. uh, have time to be groomed, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's I don't know it's a it's a touchy top a subject I guess and it's a personal one yeah. for, for everyone but I think it's worth a discussion for sure. Certainly yeah. in a later episode, mm. uh, I think we're running out of time <laughs> as we speak. Um, but look, Dinesh Karthik, Dinesh Karthik is he's a decent player. Um, it's like this. It's 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 a it's a classic it's a classic debate about age versus form, right? Now my my mm-hmm. argument as to why the BCCI I like let him have another run is he must have been performing well, like he must be doing really really well and. That and it also asks the other question: like, doesn't India have any other good young keepers coming up that can replace him? Right? Like, is it? Of course they do. They've got twenty. They've got twenty waiting to one. Yeah. They have to. There's a billion people there. There's over a yeah. billion people. And there's there. also the other factor about like yeah. you know, when it, when it's a global tournament. When it's a global tournament, weird selections happen all the time, right? So that is you know, true. people are like, oh, we have to select our best team, right? Sure, select your best team. But you get some real rogue selections sometimes, right? Yeah. And this is one. This is one of them. Um, sometimes you know selectors yeah. have these like weird, like oh you know what we need someone who's gonna do something for us, and they'll pick Dinesh Karthik. I feel like they almost opt for like um, tournament experience yep. over a lot of yeah, other yeah, things, yeah. right? And I think that's probably what's yeah. happened here. But uh, I don't really think it's uh, it's the way to go. Sometimes yeah, it, it's a it's a really fascinating uh, discussion point. I mean, there's you know, mm. selecting a cricket team. There's a lot of factors involved. I think India are not going to experiment too much with youth for this tournament. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of times, I, I find that when when it comes to global tournaments, a lot of teams will pick their their most experienced campaigners. Right. Uh, a good example is the yeah. 1996 World Cup. Right. When Sri Lanka won that. Now Mahila Jawadana, 
was in the squad for that World Cup. He was 18 at the time. And he didn't play uh-huh. a single game in that World Cup, but he was in the squad. He was always running drinks. He was yeah. always 12th man, right? Um, but <laughs> Ranatunga was like, no, no, no. I need to pick my best group, my most seasoned group. Yeah. So I guess it's, it's one of those situations. But uh, I'd love mm. to know what the Indian selectors are thinking um, with, that, with their team going into the World Cup because they have, a lot, they have yeah. a lot of selections, a lot of options. Yeah, well, we'll definitely keep a good eye on that. Mm. Um, this episode has actually run for a little longer than, yeah. uh, than the usual. So we do apologize, but... I feel like there's a lot of good content in here. Yes. So for those of you guys that are listening up until this point, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, we do get a lot of lovely feedback. Yep. So any feedback at all is always appreciated, good or bad. Yes. We're always trying to uh, to better our podcasting experience. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it from me, Nuan. Anything else that you want to touch on before we sign off tonight? Uh, no, but for anyone listening, um, yeah, keep an eye on that uh, women's cricket gold medal match in the Commonwealth Games. It's sure to be a cracker. I, I think I'll definitely be watching. It's at 2 a.m., but I'll... Um, I'll go to sleep now, I think, Hasith, and and, uh, and make sure I wake up in time for that game. But um, but no, that's all for me for today. Perfect. We'll wrap this up then. Hope everyone's having a good week. We'll see you next week. All right. Ciao. Bye for now. Bye.